Whose jersey have you got there? Um, the man, the myth, J-Mac. Spent a bit of time with him in Socceroos camp, of course. Uh, did you ask him for that jersey? No, he asked me. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Four Man Wall, a podcast on Australian football slash soccer at its finest. I'm your host, Jashan, joining you guys live from Melbourne's inner southeast and coming through from the far north up in Tatura. On line, he is NPL player Oscopus, but here he is Damon Sarah. G'day, everyone. Uh, it's, yeah, obviously a real privilege to be uh, on the uh, show today with Jashan, with uh, the, uh, the only two. Uh, candidates for today so uh, all the best to, goes out to Nick and Andy who obviously have more important uh... <laughs> they've got family things they've got family matters to attend to <laughs> yes yes I know I know and uh, as do I but uh, mm. I'm here that's uh, it Damo rip into him mate rip into him my shoulders are starting to hurt <laughs> this is true you you always show up mate you always show up this is very true mr yeah, consistent no, that's fair enough even even with a five o'clock start in the morning i'm, I'm always, I'll always bloody hell that's a fair shout that's a very fair shout all right well with all that being said yes andy and nick won't be joining us today due to uh, a variety of familial reasons they've got stuff on so they can't join us it's a two-man wall so yeah, there'll be less structure today, you know, no, no burning questions, no peak moment. Me and Damon are just going to have a bit of a chat, talk about the A-League and all the news surrounding it. Speaking of which, we should first off address some of the fallout that came out of the, um, the pitch invasion news, I suppose. Melbourne Derby. So yeah. first of all, obviously Tommy Glover got, was, was very much involved. It was the, I don't know, not the highlight obviously, but um, the central figure, shall we say. And it has been officially decided that he will not get a ban or suspension or anything or, or zero penalisation for throwing flares back into the Melbourne Victory mm. supporters group. Damo, thoughts, ruminations? Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree with uh, Nick Montgomery who said after their defeat to Melbourne City that... Uh, Tom Glover's a good player, but uh, he definitely shouldn't have been playing, Mm. and I have to agree with him. I don't know, like, I know we had this conversation last week about how, obviously, that that situation should have never arisen, but it did, and Tom Glover played his part in it, and should have been sanctioned with some sort of punishment, Mm. given that maybe... A two-week break to a ten-week break. To a ten-week break, you reckon? hundred percent. Like this is Luis Suarez got a what was it a ten-game ban for trying to mm, bite someone, <laughs> and Tom Glover gets away with throwing a flea into a crowded area. So it's an interesting. Uh, Decision, to say the least, for Mike. Yeah, fair sure. I hear what you're saying. I think, obviously, given the response and what ended up happening to him, it might be the league trying to avoid any oh, negative definitely. drama. Exactly. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Which is obviously isn't necessarily the right way to go about it, but... Um, 
No, it's not. Yeah, no, no good. What have you made? I, I, I'm just reading this tweet by Aussie Scout, uh, a good uh, a good account to follow. Obviously, not as good as uh, NPL player Oz Scopes, but uh, still pretty handy. <laughs> Basically, just Off saying season, that six A League clubs owe the APL money, and uh, that that kind of played a part yeah. in the decision to sell the grand finals to Sydney in the first place. And apparently, the club who owes the most is Melbourne Victory, who owe around Melbourne Victory. Apparently, they they have like seven hundred and ninety. Donors or sponsors, uh, sponsors? yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they owe the APL two point three million. Yeah, what? How are these seven hundred and eighty sponsors mm. even sponsoring? Even sponsoring? <laughs> I don't know about that. Maybe maybe a lot of those sponsors weren't paying during COVID due to yeah. the. Well, that that's true, and. You know, that has yeah, it's been a big talking point. But yeah, uh, yeah, you're you're in a between a rock and a hard place, aren't you, as an A League club or franchise at the moment? And I think many of them genuinely thought that this was a good idea yep. when it was first floated. But I think the fan backlash, you've kind of seen them kind of retract a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I think the the general consensus from the clubs themselves is that. They were mo- more than happy to go ahead with it anyway. So, you know what? And I think the majority of people now considering the, uh, the fallout from it probably be happy for it to to stand and whatever. So, yeah, look, not sure what's going on with uh, Melbourne Victory and their 790-odd sponsors and uh, stuff. But, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the mm. league itself has been in a downward spiral for some time and I think this just, uh, yeah, typifies... And uh, shows exactly that uh, that stat. I think it's the question has got to be asked to to club management um, if the biggest and yeah, most successful club in the league is, is owing that much money to the board. And I, I don't know, are the APL righteous in giving out that kind of money when you know the league obviously doesn't make enough to support that kind of thing? But then again, we don't want to see another salary reduction. We want to we want our players to be paid the money that they deserve to be paid. No, it's exactly right. So yeah. it's yeah, it's like you said, it's a bit of a rock and a hard place situation. Yeah, it is. I've I've said it in time and time again, but uh, the biggest money maker in world football is the transfer market. Yep. And uh, if you're not fully serious about implementing and having these structures in place, then forget about even making any profit, especially. If you're not in the top five leagues in the world, absolutely, you don't make money as a football club any other way, but the transfer market. If you're not a top five club, uh, top five league club, so that's fucking it, mate. That's it. Oh, are you seeing over in um the A League Liberty, Remy Seamson will be sold um from uh, Sydney to a top European club allegedly for a club record fee. So uh, yeah. yeah, the women have it right. So that's no, what they're doing, mate. Say, exactly. Every everyone, if you're good enough in this league. People will pay for you, but yeah. that that only works if you're good enough to go overseas and play like mm. straight away. Whereas our problem in the men's side of the game is generally you're not good enough to slot straight into a a top tier club. Well, not a top tier so club. Money, no, not at the moment. The money that we receive does absolutely nothing, yeah. and the only way that's gonna our value of our players will increase is by creating a domestic transfer system which actually works. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fair point. 
It's a fair point. I like what you're thinking. Who knows? Maybe Paddy Kisnorberg will just sign all of the Melbourne City players and uh Yeah. Well <laughs> one person, I suppose, we can segue on to uh, is uh Jordan Boss. That's it, mate. Who is playing like an absolute boss. <laughs> yeah. start, start against uh Central Coast. Yeah. And I genuinely believe that he is the long term Socceroos left back. Yeah. For the, the next decade. The next decade, you reckon? Absolutely. The next decade, you reckon? He will, if Patrick is Norbo, <laughs> if Patrick is Norbo doesn't yeah. send out the feelers, then anyone nah, else will yeah, because he is exceptionally talented, super strong, super quick, good with the ball, probably could work on his finishing and he's crossing mm-hmm. a little bit but other than that man this kid is genuinely talented that's it mate well yeah Rado Vidicic came out and said he's yeah one of the shining lights in the A-League like yeah. the entire league which is fair enough I mean he's literally keeping the Melbourne City captain out of the lineup right that's now right. that's exactly right which is pretty so impressive because he adds so much more than yeah. what Jamo does like obviously Jamo's got the leadership and everything he's the captain but in terms of footballing ability, which is what wins games at the end of the day, yeah, Boss has got it all. He's pretty athletic too. He's a big, strong boy. I've, I've, I can't remember the last time I've seen anyone with his physical capabilities. Like mm. the only person that comes close is Lecky. Yeah, it's a fair shout. In terms of like all-round physical attributes, because usually these, these are the type of players you see running around in the midfield for. Bloody Hawthorne or GWS <laughs> or Carlton or someone like. Yeah. This is this is a special type of player, you know. Absolutely, and he started against Central Coast in that game you mentioned. It was a one nil victory for City, uh, with J Max scoring his tenth goal of the season. And it was it's it, it's impressive because obviously Central Coast had just beaten Newcastle three yeah. 0 in the F four derby, so coming in on a high, yeah. coming in feeling pretty good about themselves. But four thousand derby. That's it. The F five million derby. This was, I do believe, <laughs> Qual's last game for Central Coast. No, he, I think he is playing on New Year's Eve. No shit. Ah, oh, good, he's good playing, lad. He's playing on New Year's Eve. What a man. What what uh, happened though for Central Coast to go from three nil victors to yeah, one nil losers against City? Is it just I the fact that City are too good? Their midfield. Yeah, their right. Midfield losing Nisbet literally five minutes before the. The the kickoff mm-hmm. probably didn't help. They had missing were Ballard. Um, Good player. Good young player. Yeah, Ballard, who's been incredible in the middle of the park. And I think that kind of um, the balance got a little bit muddled. So there wasn't the same uh, cohesiveness. Well, Nectar Triantis was park. starting in the midfield. He was obviously Yeah, a exactly. Defender. And he's, he's, a, he's a central defender by trade mm-hmm. but yeah I don't think he could have even gone close to the amount of output that Ballard and Nisbet had in the midfield so yeah look I think it was a bit of a shambles for Nick Montgomery in the end but um, you know when you've got Garen Quoll and uh, Cummings mm-hmm. up top and obviously Quoll didn't start which probably kept them out of the game for the majority of the game anyway, uh, yeah. yeah, they couldn't do much. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Um, but I, I guess I guess Qual's a guy, like, he doesn't quite necessarily have the fitness to start every game. Yeah, exactly. And he started the in 
the derby. He's out of the derby, and, yeah. Yeah. So obviously you can understand he's trying to not over overwork the kid before he goes overseas and yeah. tries to break through over there, so Fair play. That's it, mate. That's it, mate. That is it, indeed. It does leave Melbourne City, what is it, four points clear at the top of the table with a game in hand, obviously because of the victory uh, uh, delay game, which City were winning as well. But they still not get that. I thought they would have been awarded the three points. No, 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 no. They just postponed it. They just called it off. Okay. Um, but I mean, played at a later date behind closed doors. Yeah, I suppose so. Know. Maybe at the end of the season when everything's cooled off a little bit. But yeah, yeah. City totally don- dominant over the league right now. Dominant over the Liberty yep. as well. They're just kind of a, yep. a league above. You've got Western Sydney a second, right? And they drew with Brisbane yeah. Roar one all. You got Macarthur third, who are about as consistent. Like they're, they're just fucking topsy turvy. They're a pendulum. Yeah, I, I think I was saying at one stage that they were the NPL bullies. Yeah, you were. And rightly so. Because they were down in like tenth or something, and now they're now they're third all of a sudden. So that's it. But that just shows you what happens when you win like two games in a row. Like you can be, you can mm-hmm. go from eleventh to to third, like literally. Like Western United can win their next two games and this is go very true. Fourth, and all, all of a sudden, Major John Aloisi is a is a genius. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Football's impossible to predict, but um, <laughs> if, there's, if there's one person that can do it, my my favorite little narrative so far this year has been like, okay, who is Melbourne City's biggest threat? I think at first it was probably Western Sydney. Um, that draw against the Raw yeah. wasn't amazing, but it was a pretty good game overall. And at the moment, I guess I guess it's Macarthur or Central Coast, I suppose. Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard to see who's got that same amount of quality. Mm. I would have said Melbourne victory easily, but they just look so devoid of any oh, they were nowhere. spark. You want to talk about Melbourne victory, obviously playing their first game without the fans. Popovich yeah. compared it to COVID times because it was so dead. Yes. Obviously, not enough Western United fans, funnily enough, to give you no. a bit no, of spark. Exactly. But how exactly a Melbourne victory losing a game against Western United when Top or Stanley goes off yet again in the 32nd minute? Ten men for an hour. Yeah. And you can't score. That's not ideal, is it? You, you're not going to be winning games uh, by doing that. And obviously, they didn't. And they had their chances, but they just didn't create enough. There was a Stefan Negro <laughs> opportunity from about seven yards out that he skied over the crossbar from a corner. You hate to see it. And... Could have been his first goal in the A-League and probably showed why he hasn't scored yet. <laughs> well, he's, a, he's a defender, right? He's a, he's yeah, a exactly. Ugh. And so uh, they, could have, they could have got something out of it, but I think not having the fans there really just showed that they, um, they, they lacked something. They lacked that 12th man, even though they haven't been that great. They still showed a little bit of fight, and this Melbourne Victory team just looks a little bit uh, deflated. Let's see, mate. Well, the, does that mean their season's just a write-off then? Because obviously the fans aren't coming back. The fans aren't coming back, no way. And uh, I, I could, you could say that, yeah, without the fans and their their voice and their twelfth man, I think they definitely are done for the season. Yeah. 
That's brutal. Because there's so much attacking talent. If you've got Brimmer, the reigning Johnny Warren winner, right? Yeah. you got Josh Brolanza, a former... I think he played for Australia for a little bit, right? Yeah. Economides has got yeah. caps. D'Agostino is widely regarded as one of the better strikers in the league. Fornaroli obviously has been the best striker in the league at certain points in well, his career. Fornaroli was coming, came in to be that player that could unlock a mm-hmm. packed defence, which is usually what happens when Melbourne Victory play. This hasn't quite worked out the way that Tony Popovich would have liked it. No. It just seems a bit more of the same, just with a different player, when you had um, Economides or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fulani, Daggers or even um, Urich. Did Urich play? I think Urich oh, yeah, Tommy Urich. Urich. Yeah, yeah. What a man. <laughs> it's just the same thing. Like, there's nothing... There's nothing there that you could say there's someone but that spark, that really good bit of quality that they need. I think this is also a big factor in why why they are where they are. But, like, surely they've got the players to bring that spark, though, especially to score goals. I mean, they're so stacked. I understand, like, they're they're good names, but they're all decent, but they're not spectacular. Okay. You know, if Jakey, if Jakey, Brimmer, Jakey Brimmer was the Johnny Warren medal, why was he the Johnny Warren medalist last year? Because of his creativity, I suppose. But and where's where's the creativity gone this year then? There, there is something missing. He didn't get the the run of games at the start of the season. Yeah. Uh, there wasn't that same fluidity to their play. There was still a little bit of conjecture over who was actually the best starting eleven, and I think this that kind of instability over the best eleven has kind of, hasn't actually found itself. It's just stayed this same kind of jumbled up process. So does that mean the criticism should be on Popovich for not just figuring oh, 100%. out? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I genuinely think he, yeah, he, he's under the pump. We've said it. I think a lot of Victory fans have said that he should be under the pump as well, but in the circumstances, they don't see why, they don't see that, as the main issue, I think they obviously see it as a more of a um, a league-wide kind of lack of I don't know lack of there's just a lack of spark all around at the moment. Yeah, but so. because well, and he does he is changing his his system almost on a weekly basis. Like even last week was a three four one two. This was a three one four two. Uh, he started off the yeah. year as a four five one, so he's changing a lot. But he just doesn't yeah. really seem to have an idea of, yeah, who 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 should be starting every single game. I mean, Nani wasn't even in the squad for this one. Is he injured or? Yeah, I think he's just been dropped. Like he yeah. should be because he hasn't been great. No, like, he's been be shit. Like, is he here to uh, play or is he here for a holiday? You know, apparently he's been fined multiple times for being late to training as well. So he's just like... Yeah, well, that pretty much says it all. So uh, I, at the moment, I don't see a difference between Nani and an Economides, for an instance. Like, uh, there, there is no difference. Like, I'd almost take Economides every day of the week if I had the option to play either. Oh, fair shout. I mean, like, he's, he's going to give you more effort at the very least. But yeah, no, drama is yeah. at Melbourne victory... Hundred um, percent. They could see themselves. I mean, if it weren't for Perth Glory being absolutely useless in every sense of the imagination, Zadkovic fraudulent, then um, <laughs> obviously victory watch, would watch be in big dramas. 
they'll end up coming back. <laughs> Not a chance, mate. That's the one team <laughs> I've got faith in to be consistent and consistently uh... bad. It's Perth Glory. And, of course, like, they draw with Wellington Phoenix because mate. Phoenix can – they can beat anyone or they can draw and lose anyway. Yeah. It's madness. Yeah. Uh, what, what, um, what other games really stood out for you, I suppose, over the weekend? Uh, let me just try and track back. We've got uh, MacArthur 3-0 over Sydney. Uh, yeah, look, the MacArthur game, I, I watched that against Sydney, and I was a little bit surprised with MacArthur's 3-0 uh, scoreline. I, I initially thought Sydney were going to win this game. They started off probably the better of the two teams. And then just by having players of pure quality, which is what Melbourne Victory are lacking in De Villa, yeah, broke through and scored, and then on at multiple other occasions they just pretty much just came down to quality individuals and they had twenty three shots in this game. Yeah. That's madness. So yeah, it was a it was a good game and it was good to see De Villa back scoring after mm-hmm. a bit of an injury. That's it. So. Well, yeah, since yeah. De Villa's come back, MacArthur have lost 1-0 to victory, beaten Perth 1-0, and now obviously beaten Sydney 3-0. Yeah, and they're up to third, so... That's it, mate, that's it. It's all looking good for Dwight York at the moment. <laughs> Dwight Eversley York. I think um, Azani was dropped. Yeah, he, he came on. He came off the bench against Sydney, but he, yeah, Noon and, and Alassane Toure were the starting wingers. And, uh, yeah, Arabuli scored again. Scored twice. Yes, Bakana Arabuli. We love our Georgians like a... in the A-League, don't we? Yeah. There's always a Georgian do, just yeah. causing trouble somewhere. I love it. And he, he genuinely, like, from the from the blue, like, this guy's just popped up, and he genuinely looks like a very good number nine. Like He's got a bit more quality than Anthony Carter. Yeah. That's for that's sure. What, he does. I don't think we'll be seeing much more of Anthony Carter <laughs> in the A-League, uh, just quietly, but... Uh, <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, re- really impressed with just his the the way he's come in the the leadership the uh, the the confidence and the, the composure. Yeah, the composure he has in front of goal and sending through players one on one as he did with uh, Jed Drew before the the World Cup. That's it, mate. So yeah, he he's been a been a good addition to. To MacArthur and Dwight York since he's uh, become available. That's it, mate. Uh, well, it, it, it's and it's exciting because obviously with Davila coming back, like your tip for the Johnny Warren in Warren medalist this year, he's got the yeah. quality. He's very, very good. I, I really like their centre back pairing of Aspro and Uskok as well. I think they're good. How, how good have they been? Really, really impressive. I think Aspro is like this is the best I've ever seen him play, and I've seen him since yeah. he was a, a wee lad making yeah, appearances for Western Sydney. But Western Sydney. Nah, he's been really, really good. And Uskok's like just like a solid veteran. He's a solid A League player, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's a solid A League player. You know, he's a real James Donachy out there. He's just yeah. he's a real <laughs> Matt. James Jordan. Donachy's a bit of a uh, an iffy uh, A League player. No, nah, Donachy's solid. He's solid. He gets the job done. Obviously, not great in uh, in this game, but I reckon. Oh, mate, he's from Sunnybank. He has to be solid. It's it's oh, how okay. it works. Sorry, yeah, sorry. But, um, yeah, yeah, uh, obviously, Sydney, Steve Corica, under the pump for yourself as well, still. I mean, you've been critical of him in, in the past already. Yeah, I think um, Sydney fans once again calling for either something to be done or anything. 
Anything. Even <laughs> anything. They, they don't care. Uh, they just want to see something because I think Corrick has been given that many opportunities to succeed and fair 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 enough that he's he's won a few uh trophies. Yeah. He's won won the A League. Um but their performances in the last two seasons have been absolutely woeful. Yeah, it's not great. Below par with the with the kid uh, uh, cattle that he's got should be doing a lot better. With the cattle, as in the players. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that. That's brilliant. <laughs> really? I've never heard that. That's good. I like that a lot. As I look out into a field of cows. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's it, mate. Oh, yeah. God. That's, that's By the way, I'm, not, I'm just looking at a few trees. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's a I, tree kind of day. There are no cows out there? Like... No, there may be a horse somewhere out there, but no, there's not. So um, <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, I think the Sydney fans are genuinely starting to get pissed off. Yeah. So, and I, I can't blame them because, yeah, they have been... Poor, and they should be doing a lot better. I tell you who's fraudulent. Adam LaFondra, mate. He is so oh. washed. Like, it's madness. He's, he's had his good two seasons, and now he's just latching on. Yeah, he's, he's, he's providing absolutely nothing. I just, you've got to start Paddy Wood for my money. Um, but Paddy Wood <laughs> himself is not doing much, but I think it just comes down to service, and I suppose service so. hasn't been great. Like, I suppose uh, so, but you know, you got Luke Bratton's Mac a class Lolly. player. Mac and Lolly, I guess they're more. Oh, I don't know, it's weird, man. They're more like right forward and left forward. Yeah. Not really wingers, I'd say. I mean. Uh, I, I gotta say, I feel like Caceres is probably, I don't know, hasn't done a whole lot for me this season either. I, I, don't, I, I think Caceres has been good, but there's just some, there's an, an ingredient missing. In yeah. the Sydney FC recipe, and maybe old mate Segicic has to start a couple of games, huh? Yeah, possibly. I mean, he, I feel like he should be because he's one of the uh, very few that can change a game and nice little skills. Yeah, I imagine he will. Next game was got Lolly got his red card, so I, I imagine he'll yeah. probably get the start. Maybe exactly. I think he will, and I think that could be what Sydney FC uh, need. And if if it doesn't work, then yeah, look, it's 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 looking quite dire for Sydney mm, FC at the moment. It. And you hate to see the club, the, the the league's two biggest clubs on struggle street yet again. Well, exactly. And I mean, look, I actually kind of like to see the, it, but the uh, yeah. league itself is on struggle street at the moment. Yeah, but yeah, when you've got Melbourne Victory and Sydney FC lingering down in ninth and tenth, it's it's not yeah. a good sight. No, it's not. No, it is not. All right, other games. We had Newcastle beating Adelaide United 1-0, which was a bit of a surprise, to be perfectly honest. I wasn't super high on the Jets going into that game, but they surprised. Perth yeah. and Phoenix, one all draw. Brisbane, Western Sydney, one all draw. What do you want to talk about there, Damo? Give me a game. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, Perth and Willington game. The Willington game. Mate, Oscar Zavada can't stop scoring goals. He's got one goal now, and he's (laughs) he's decided he wants to score another one. (laughs) But uh, he looks alright. It was a a good goal, actually. Yeah, he finished it off nicely. And uh, I didn't, I didn't really watch this game. It was a bit of a, uh, bit of a a bit of a meh game for me. Uh, (laughs) Not not a fan of the distance derby. uh, No, not a fan of the distance derby. Just 
too long of a distance. It's too long of a fucking distance. <laughs> Even I'm tired by the time I get to watch it. Yeah, what was it that Nick was talking about in the group chat about, like, just um, how late it was airing for the guys in New Zealand to watch their own I team play? I think, yeah, this was a, wasn't this a 10 o'clock kickoff? That sounds right, yeah. So that would mean as it'd be. It was like it, yeah, was still, it was still showing at like one in the morning, two in the morning. Yeah, one in the morning, which yeah. is ridiculous. Uh, yeah. But uh, alas, they do it differently. I mean, look, probably better than playing in in the heat. You're in the middle of the day. Um, yeah, that's true. Over over there uh, in Perth, it'd probably get actually, a little I think bit. I was at work. That's why I didn't watch this game. Ah, <sighs> my man. Shit, it was it was the Adelaide United Jets game at Hindmarsh, and it was 39 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> when they started playing. So, yeah. I mean, like, night games make sense, but maybe not Once that again, the, the talk about the league moving to winter, and if, yeah, if we want to really give this game the best crack at actually succeeding, then I think a, a move to winter has to be taken f- fully seriously because you can't be playing games and expecting it to be best quality when yeah. you got to kick off at 39 degrees because it's just not going to happen. No, of course not. And when you've got two drinks breaks in a half. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you kill all the momentum. Yeah, absolutely agree. There's no other league in the world that have drinks breaks like that. It's Twice uh, in a half. That's four drinks breaks. Mm. Plus the two halves. Oh, plus the half as well, so. Yeah, no good, uh, mate. No good at all. And we just shoot ourselves in the foot all the time. That mm. is Australian football in a nutshell. It's just shooting yourself in the foot. <laughs> As we have just seen with the pitch invasion drama. It's yeah, unfortunate exactly. stuff. But I'll tell you one thing that is not unfortunate. Carlo Armiento is an oh. absolute god. Goal what of the week. Goal, Easy, sure. Yeah, good. yeah, definitely. Zero, zero debate on it. It was good. Like the way his dribbling has never been in doubt, as I've seen him over the course of the season. If he can finish goals like that, though, like... Yeah, yeah. I, I watched him very, very closely when he was playing at Adelaide City, and mm-hmm. um, you could always tell that he had this freakish left foot. Yeah. He took free kicks and was scoring from ridiculous angles and ridiculous distances, and you just knew that one day he would get his chance, like, a solid chance, and I think he's starting to take those uh, steps at Brisbane, and we've just seen why mm-hmm. um, that he has become a bit of a success is because his ability just to take the game on and just have a crack because if you don't have a crack you're not going to bloody that's it it's confidence get a chance it? at scoring that's right and and they need someone to step up and be that confident kind exactly. of leader with, Especially with Austin Dawn yeah that's exactly right and there's no one really in the front. Well, they started Akbari as a striker in this game, which is... Yeah. Know, Akbari's a and, fine and, player, and but anyone, he's... Akbari's not a, a striker. No, he is not. He and is a central I'm still trying to figure out what Akbari's best position is as a fan, but let alone <laughs> a coach. Like, you might as well just chuck him in goals next time. No, no, no. no. He's, his best position's at the barbershop, mate. He's got perfect hair. <laughs> He does have nice hands. If, listen, if you're listening, go look up Ramit Akbari. That man has got an absolute four one. But it's either because they're going at a four four two at the moment. Uh, old mate yeah. Noon and his boys. Joe Knowles starting up front. I like that. He's like yeah. a pressure guy. Yeah, that's right. He won't bang in like a lot of goals. I like Joe Knowles. Yeah, exactly. Like he'll 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 always try and put the effort in to make something happen. I wouldn't mind Danzaki yeah. starting up there. Well, I think Danzaki goes back to Japan. 
Does he? Yeah, I think oh, he was only on a six-month loan. Shit, we're fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so that's our two best attacking players gone. That's we'll what see we like what to. Moon can bring in the uh, January transfer window, which yeah. ends on the 10th of January, I think. Yeah, we're going to have to bring in some sort of striking presence. Definitely, it's my, probably my favourite time of the uh, year with the uh, January transfer window opening, because you have to see, obviously, some teams... Draw uh, some, some. Yeah, get something that they might be missing, and there's still... The majority of the games to go. Yep. As well. That's it. We're just get, only just getting started, mate. That's right, really. We're only nine games into the season. Uh, so. Indeed. Teams still have 20-odd games if they uh, can uh, do some good in the transfer market. So, like, this transfer market could either win or lose someone the uh, the title, so... That's it. Well, I'll, I'll ask you that, because obviously we know Brisbane need a striker, Perth Glory need a striker, because obviously Fornaroli's gone, and Azabel's gone as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, um, he just he just picked, packed his bags and fucking hopped on a plane, I'm out, well, I'm done. Well, we saw t- Taggart. Uh, have they, so they signed Taggart? They signed Adam Taggart, but he obviously can't play until the window opens. Okay. That's great. Love, but what is that? The so fourth they've got, time he's playing for Perth and Glory. Williams at the moment, which I think is actually a quite formidable uh, front line. Yeah. Just quietly, and but the only problem Perth have is that they don't really have anyone that can get the ball in good areas for these guys. Ah, oh, mate, you just got to have more faith in Mustafa Amini and uh, Giordano Colley. Guns. Aaron McKenna. I know how much you love Aaron McKenna, mate. Aaron McKenna. Oh, God, the king of Derry. But which clubs do you think <laughs> are really like... they? Okay, let's say like a, a positional need, right? Which clubs are coming into this January Ooh. transfer window with the most need and whereabouts is that need? Well, I think Brisbane definitely need a striker. Yep. That's without a doubt. Uh, Melbourne Victory desperately need a creative <laughs> 10. Yeah. Okay. Desperately need a creative ten. Um, I'm happy with if Brimmer goes a bit deeper. Okay. But they desperately need like a Guy Finkler type of player. Yeah. Shout out to Guy Finkler. Bloody hell, that's a name. <laughs> oh, I haven't thought Shout about Guy Flinker in ages. Shout out Guy. Uh, and uh, with uh, I think with Garen Quoll leaving, mm. I think um, the Mariners. I mean, you've got Silvera, you've got... Marco Tullio. They might need Marco Tullio to step up a little bit more. He's been all right the last two weeks, but he needs to step up that consistency. Um, yep. Then you've got Ayongo. I think he might be injured. It's either that or he's not done enough in training, and Montgomery's just had enough, but I think he could be injured. Cause Do you rate Benny Angolo? I rate Benny and Kalolo, but he just doesn't have that. Yes, that, that, doesn't have enough. <laughs> doesn't have quite enough. Well, doesn't surely they'll need enough. a central midfielder. Um, just in terms of like depth, like without we can't be starting well, Nectar no, Triantis in central. That's true, exactly. And you, you're right. You're right. Uh, in a more realistic world, they probably will go after a centre midfielder. And surely Sydney in a, uh, need a centre back, right? And Sydney FC desperately need a centre back. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good shout, Deshaun. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. I learned from the best, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying well, to think of some players overseas not getting much game time. That uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Don't go to Saudi yeah, Arabia, well, mate. 
come hang out with uh, Nani and, and Melbourne Victory yeah. and, and well, don't drop the training. I've seen yeah. Matt Lawongo's name being thrown around, but yeah. I think he'll, he'll stay in, in England. Um, but it'd be actually genuinely interesting to see if there's any uh, outbound Australian transfers to Europe other than uh, Gary and Cole, obviously. Yep. Uh, maybe Geordie Buss. So that, that's what I'm most looking forward to. Uh, yeah, just seeing if there's any movements in that regard. If that comes, that's good for the league. Gets money into it, and uh, that's that transfer market working wonders. Working yeah. wonders, brother. It's all about the transfer market. It's all about the transfer market. Did you I'm see? Telling you, that, that, that is all. That is the foundation of a successful footballing nation. Is building up the grassroots. That's it. I agree. A successful transfer system. Absolutely agree. Did you see uh, McLaren and Garen Qual on the, uh, with their little kit swap? Yeah. And Qual after yeah. the game is like, no, 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 no. He asked me, mate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, nah, that's my guy from Shep. Uh, yeah, that's it, mate. <laughs> How good. 100% Garen Qual will be a way bigger name than Jamie McLaren. So no wonder <laughs> J-Mac uh, wanted to swap his jersey. <laughs> that's it, mate. It could be interesting to see if uh, Newcastle make a bit of a splash in uh, the transfer window because apparently they got some new owners coming into mid uh, mid late yeah. January. That's the uh, rumor. That's a rumor. That's and the rumor. That's a that's a risky time to be jumping into the pool of uh, so A League football. <laughs> incredibly uh, risky. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, Jesus! None, nonetheless, nonetheless, uh, yeah. I'd like to see um, Newcastle spend a little bit more cash. Yeah. They have been strapped in the past, and it'd be good to see them actually go out and buy some or get some, attract some decent yeah. players. Uh, I don't think uh, Piscopo's worked no, he's great. Been shit. Um, he's been injured, obviously, but uh, I think he was meant to be the Daniel Pena replacement, but... No. I don't think Arthur Pappas is putting enough respect on Daniel Pena's name and quality because, uh, yeah, I think Piscopo has definitely not uh, gotten anywhere close to his amount of input. Yeah, and, and Mikkel Tadza hasn't had the impact he had last year either. And I think that's because of Daniel Pena. Yep, yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, Adelaide need a striker as well. Ibasuki's all right, but he's not been amazing. Uh, I think Ibasuki is good. I think they're missing a little bit more... In the defensive mm. compartment. The defensive compartment. compartment. Ah, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, not an Alexander Popovich fan? Well, I think he's been good, but I'm not sure. Maybe they need a, a little bit more of something else. Mm. Maybe the CDM spot that Isaias yeah. role. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair... It's a, it's 35 years and old, Juan, he's been around forever. And, and Juan Day as well. Juan Day! Ah, right. oh, mate. These are two decent players. But 35 again, like, and 36. They're getting old. I think Aligic is in there too. I think he's been okay. I wouldn't say he's been outstanding. But that midfield needs a little bit more steel, I think. They need a, a guy in their more... prime. You've either got really young guys like Aligic and Dariga, yeah. or you've got these bloody ancient fossils running around. Yeah, and that's true. And I think Goodwin, obviously, you want to build a team around him. And uh, obviously, Ibasuki suits Goodwin's that's a, uh, this is a good strengths. Point. This is a very good and point. Same as Halloran as well, I suppose. He gets in behind and can cut it back or... Send in the crosses, but 
Uh, Adelaide, one of those, again, one of those teams similar to Wellington where they're either on or they're not, and unfortunately this week they were not. And and the uh, the bench couldn't do their job, usually the likes of Irene Kunda and... Well, Irene uh, Kunda had a bit of sparky. He's got some very nice foot skills, like, he really, does really nice. Uh, congrats to young Panesh Medanya. I have no idea who that is. His first Zimbabwean-born hey. player. To play in the A League, no shit. There you yeah, go. So, again, coming down to that incredible uh, youth uh, development system that the Adelaide United Football Club seem to be uh, becoming renowned for their uh, upbringing of and identification of talented players. Oh, I like it. I like it. Adelaide United doing the league of service. Them in City. City are always producing some talented and, youngsters and as well. Is, obviously. Yes, yes, of course. But I, a lot of that I feel like is Nick Montgomery just always giving a chance to yeah. his younger players. Definitely playing and, well. and it's no it's no wonder that these are the three most interesting teams to watch. That's a fair point. Apart from, you know, yeah, that, uh, the extreme, extremely exciting Brisbane Raw, obviously. Oh, well, obviously. <laughs> and why are they exciting? Because they've got Armiento. Is uh, Carlo Armiento, baby? But I'm, I don't know if it's just me, but people genuinely want to see new players, exciting players, yeah. play. No one wants to watch these old washed-up players just passing it side to side. We want to watch kids <laughs> who genuinely want to take on the game and do good. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you. I tend to agree with you. A lot of it Manag- comes down to like the style of coaching as well. Like Montgomery That's has right. his boys managers, playing a very attractive style of football. The managers need to be more bold. Yeah, like if, if all these young, talented guys are playing for Marco Rodan over at Western Sydney, they don't. You know, That's right. They're not really. Getting a chance exactly. to do as much, are they? But even saying that, Neuenhoff has been good. Oh, but been he is a standard defensive midfielder. So yeah, yeah, exactly. That probably so. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the CDM thrives in, in Rudes is... Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I hear, you, I hear you, I hear you. Alrighty, and with that, um, I guess, is there any, any other yeah. points from the from the weekend games? I'd, I'd like to probably just uh, touch on Aaron Moyes. Scored a double this morning. He did indeed. For Celtic. Yeah. In their four 0 win over Hibs. That's it. Destroyed and, Hibs. Uh, Tom Rogic as well played for West Brom and had an assist and has been playing very well lately. So he could be a uh, player that Graham Arnold looks to get back into the fold. Hopefully, agree. Absolutely, absolutely agree. I like it. All right. Well, with that, I guess we'll start wrapping things up. I know you've got a dinner to get to. Yeah. Um, real quick, we've got a couple new stories, though. Obviously, Melbourne City have been... Uh, their active supporters will not be allowed in to, I think, it's yeah two or three games. Which is really weird. Like, why, why are the City fans being punished for... Well, as Nick mentioned on the last podcast, I think there were some City fans who were throwing flares as well. Okay. So I think that this is just like a light punishment for that. Um, maybe it's it's Melbourne victory but getting in the I, ears of the I, ATL. Like, yeah. you know. No, I, I, I tend to look at it as the City group trying not to ruffle any feathers. Yeah. Yeah, it's possibly. You, possibly. Saw, it, you saw it during the whole, the whole main of the debacle that the City, no one from City... Wanted to say anything. This is true. It was all very hush hush. Don't want to ruffle any feathers. Don't want to say anything wrong. You know, it just 
pretty much just outlines their agenda with this whole thing. Mm. You know, they're not here to be the force for good in Australian football. They're just here to do their job and spend money. Yeah. No, fair shout. They spend lots and lots of that sweet, sweet oil money. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess you're coming out of that as well. Obviously, Victoria won't have any fans at any games, home and away, for the rest of the season. Huge impact. We've had four Victory fans charged by the police and ten life fans handed out yeah. so far. Turns out that the Bucket Man is a repeat <laughs> offender. So Bucket Man's an absolute dickhead. Have you seen him complaining about all the attention? Yeah. Maybe don't throw buckets at people, mate. If you don't want to, you know, if you don't want the spotlight. Uh, fucking dumb. Oh my so god, dumb. ridiculous. And obviously, I know you like your your local sport, but we had uh, the Moreland Zebras, Brunswick Juventus, re- yeah. reinstating their historic crest. Oh, oh really? Yeah. I'll have to have a look at it. Yeah. They've had a look at um, Juventus out there in the Serie A doing an absolute mess of paying their players money, and they were like, fuck yeah. yeah. Let's make sure we're associated with that. You beauty. Well, with that, this has been the Four Man Wall. Thank you guys for listening. Two Man Wall today, but we should be back with the full contingent uh, from next week onwards. Obviously, the A League does not have a Christmas break, it's full steam ahead, boys. So, yes, Four Man Wall. Thank you all. <laughs>